Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, March 21st, and this is Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. And I'm excited to be back with another week full of Kanye madness. As you know, last week in the Dig Deeper segment, we joined in with the Twitter family and the internet in the Kanye madness bracket, um, a bracket of Kanye's, uh, 64 of Kanye's best songs, as as created and curated by um, this particular uh, Twitter user. Um, and then I narrowed that field of 64 down to 32 songs, and in the Dig Deeper segment, uh, this week I have a special guest on who will help me uh, shorten that down to 16. So we're going to have a sweet 16 by the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. But as per usual, I will be starting off this episode with a song of the week and also the press play segment. So let's get into the song of the week for this week. So as you know, I've been in you know, serious Kanye mode because of this bracket. And one of the songs that has been stuck in my head uh, all week and since I started, you know, re-listening to a lot of Kanye's music for this uh, project um, was Celebration off of Late Registration. Um, Unfortunately, it was eliminated in the first round by Good Life. You know, I have no, no regrets about that, but... I do not deny how how good of a song celebration is. You know, it's it's that funny Kanye um that's also at the same time giving you some serious instrumentation 
in the production. So the song of the week for this week is Celebration by Kanye West. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is time for the Press Place segment. Um, as you may know, the Press Place segment is separated into three parts. Um, there's the things that you should check out, which is where I let you know about you know new music videos, songs, you know tours, um, things that you should check out for yourself. Um, there's the rumor mill and announcement section where I talk about you know some things that maybe on the horizon some announcement that some you know artists have made but you know are not final and then finally the upcoming and recently released albums section where i talk to you about some albums that have released that you should go get as well as ones that are coming up so let's jump into the things that you should check out this is the press play segment So we got a lot of music videos this week. Uh, you know, a lot of these artists were busy and decided that this was the week for them that they were going to, you know, release a new music video. So first up, and easily I think the funniest out of all of these music videos, is a song called Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky, which features Chris Brown. Um, as you know, Lil Dicky is this, um, like, comedic rapper who actually has bars Um and I guess he's probably releasing a new project soon. So he released a song called Freaky Friday. Um, Chris Brown has a verse and does the hook. Um, but the music video is similar to Freaky Friday the movie with Lindsay Lohan where, you know, Lil Dicky and Chris Brown both wish that they could be someone else and they end up in each other's bodies. And I think I will say that, you know, Lil Dicky and Chris Brown's body, you know, in the music video does some of the most hilarious things. So, you know, it's an interesting and new take um, on a song concept and a music video concept. Um, so you definitely want to check out that music video, Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky. Big Crit dropped off the music video for his song 1999, which features Lloyd. And, you know, that was, you know, video was exactly what you would expect it to be. You know, Lloyd was out here, you know, with the curls dripping, you know, he was, you know, being Lloyd, you know, and we haven't seen that in a minute. And, you know, Big Crit came with the with the sudden draw that we were expecting, you know, the most radio friendly hit off of uh, Forever is a Mighty Long Time now has a music video. So you definitely want to check that out. Um a close second for one of the funniest music videos of the week, Migos dropped off Walk It, Talk It, um, their, a music video for their song off of Culture 2 that features Drake. Uh, all four of those people were present for the video. Um, they did a, you know, a, a take on, you know, like Soul Train and like 70s you know, TV shows, and, you know, they were all dressed in 70s attire with these ridiculous wigs and outfits, Drake, the most ridiculous of all, with a jerry curl, and they were doing very ridiculous things down the Soul Train line. It was uh, not what you would expect from, you know, for the music video for this song, but it was definitely entertaining, so you want to check out the music video for Walk It, Talk It. Uh, Wale seems to be in in new music mode. Uh, he released an EP last week called "It's Complicated," but before that, he released a song called "Staying Power." You know where he talked about him leaving Atlantic finally, and you know it 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 sounds like Wale getting back to the 
rapping like the Wale that we knew from before. And he dropped off a music video for that song, so you definitely want to check that out. And stay tuned for more from Wale. Um, Janae Aiko dropped off two videos um, for her song Never Call Me, which features Corrupt off of her last album, Trip. Um, which is which is my favorite song off of the album. One of my favorite songs off of that album. So she released two versions of the music video. One was the Sloss and Heels version. So that one was very California, very LA. You know, it had cameos from Hit Boy, Corrupt, uh, Mila J, who was Janae Aiko's sister. And then she had uh, the other version, version, which was, you know, more tapping into her Asian roots. You know, she was dressed up like you know, a geisha and things like that. So she took two different approaches, and I think they both worked out pretty well. So you definitely want to check out those two music videos. Uh, Kyle dropped off a new song with Kalani called Playing With Me. Um, and it's a pretty dope song. You know, it's about three minutes of them, no pun intended, playing off of each other in the um, in the track. You know, they have some really good chemistry on Wax, so it'll be interesting to see if we get some more from them and it definitely looks like Kyle um will be dropping off a debut album sometime soon so you can look out for that um Flatbush Zombies also dropping off a new project and they dropped off a new song called You and I which features Dia um it's a five minute joint where they get pretty introspective with D on the hook it's a a nice change of pace from Flatbush Zombies so you definitely want to check out that new song then finally, and the things that you should check out, as I'm always talking about, Genius has a deconstructed series where they take a popular song and talk to the producer that made it and get a little technical in like how the pieces came together for them to make a certain song. And so Boy Wanda, who has worked with Drake for a long time, since uh, I think they were 17, um, he dropped off a deconstructed video for Diplomatic Immunity, one of the songs that Drake released on that Scary Hours EP, which was Diplomat Community and God's Plan. So you definitely want to check that out if you want to see a little bit more about how he came up with that beat. And it was actually surprisingly very simple. Um, so yeah, that's it for the things you should check out. Uh, in the rumor mill, uh, Tinashe dropped off the album cover for her album Joyride, which apparently is actually being released this year. So you can look out for more from that. And then Drake announced that he does have a new single coming that was produced by Murder Beats. So um, you can probably expect that very soon. You know, Drizzy season is upon us. You know, he's he's done the typical thing that he does and released a few one-off songs, you know, with God, God's Plan, Diplomatic Immunity, the features he's done, you know, Walk It, Talk It, Look Alive. So we, a Drake project will be here, I would say, before October. So we can definitely look out for that. Um, and in the upcoming and recently released albums, last week, Bishop Nauru dropped off Elevators Act 1 and 2. Wale dropped off its complicated EP. Um, DJ Premier and Royce to 5'9", they call themselves Prime. They dropped off Prime 2, which is, you know, one of the best releases of the year so far. So definitely check that out. Snoop Dogg dropped off a gospel album called Bible of Love. Um, you know, we, we've we clearly, and the industry has clearly made it clear that Snoop Dogg can do whatever he wants. 
You know, he's that type of legend. You know, he had that whole reincarnated phase where he decided to go as Snoop Lion and make, you know, reggae and Caribbean music. And while, you know, we weren't really feeling it, we let him do it and, like, continue to be Snoop Dogg after he was done with that. And now he's got, like, a 28-track gospel album with all of these gospel artists that are legit gospel artists. And, you know, the couple songs that I've heard from it aren't bad. So, you know, Snoop Dogg, do what you got to do, Reverend Snoop Dogg, whatever you, you're going as nowadays. Um, but definitely check that out. Uh, Saba, who's a Chicago artist, is dropping off a project called Care For Me on April 5th. Tanache um, is dropping off her project Joyride, finally, on April 13th. So those are the albums that you can look forward to. Um, That is it for the Press Play segment. After a very short break, I will be right back with the Dig Deeper segment and a special guest. Welcome to the Dig Deeper segment. As you know, last week... Um, I decided to join the masses as Twitter user Carrington Harrison. Um, his Twitter name is at C D O T Harrison, C dot Harrison. He decided to, um, make a Kanye madness bracket in the spirit of the actual March madness tournament, um, and pit 64 of Kanye's best songs against um, each other, uh, Twitter was in an uproar, people didn't agree with his seating, people didn't agree with some songs being left off, but that's just how things work when you put things on Twitter, nobody's ever going to agree with you 100%, but what he did do was spark a conversation, a conversation that I am happy to be a part of, because, I mean, it's Kanye. Um, so, on the podcast this week... Um, we got the wife, uh, Miss Karen, say some words. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> so she is, um, going to help us sort through this beautiful mess I made last week when I, uh, sh- uh, sh- eliminated 32 of these songs to get it down to the round of 32. One of the hardest things I've had to do. Um, because we we lost some good ones. We lost um, some good ones. One might call it a beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. One one might call it that. One just might. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, because... Bef- before we jump into, you know, doing some eliminating of our own, I was able to get in ton- contact with Mr. Harrison on Twitter to ask him... Oh. I really only asked him one question. Um, because... You know, the the thing that people were most in an uproar about was the seating, because it's like, yo, how do you have this song at a 16 when it's better than this song at the 4 seed? That's ridiculous. Did you just pick these at random? Um, and so I asked him. I was I hit him up on Twitter and was like, yo, first of all, thank you for what you did. Um, I, I really did say that. I was like, yo, thank you for making this bracket. It gave me a lot of stuff to talk about on the podcast. Um, but the question I asked him was, did you choose the seating at random or was there some sort of structure behind it? And what he told me was that he had, he put together a panel of 11 people 
and they voted on what their top 16 songs were. And those were the one through four seeds in each of the four divisions. So, you know, 16 songs. The highest point values um, out, of, out of the ones they voted for got the, the top 16. Then every round they voted on what their favorite Kanye song was out of the songs remaining. And he did admit that, you know, he felt that they they shouldn't have um, omitted Gone, which I mentioned last week, which was uh, one of the last songs off of Late Registration. And also Everything I Am off of Graduation. Um, other than that, he said he thinks that's that it was a complete bracket. Um, so, yeah, so the seating was not random. Um, he had a panel of people... And, you know, based off of what their favorite Kanye songs were, they did some voting. There was a system there, and it wasn't a system of just, like, him picking. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel less, you know, salty about some of the omissions and some of, you know, the seeding because, you know, it wasn't just his decision. Like, small sample size, but still, for this undertaking, 11 people is a decent amount to, you know, a decent amount of people to get together to choose something like that. Similar to what we did for the Thinking Outside the Boombox award show. Yeah, so I, what you're saying is we shouldn't be mad at this dude, we should be mad at his friends. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I don't have their names, personally, which is, you know, smart on his part. Um, but shame on you. I mean, yeah. Shame on his friends, or me for not getting their names. Shame on his friends. Oh. <laughs> it's like, and, I mean... and thank you to him for having <laughs> some real journalistic integrity about this. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was surprised that he even hit me back up. So, you know, I think he's enjoying the... I, I think he's enjoying, you know, everybody, you know, really hitting him up and being all about this bracket. So, so let's jump into this. You know, it's the round of 32. And because of the songs that are left... You know, you know, the fact that they're here means that everybody on the podcast has heard me, you know, say a little blurb or talk about why I thought that they should be here. So what I decided we would do to, you know, narrow this this group down to 16 is I would say which song in the matchup I think should advance, you know, a sentence or two about it. And then you have to convince me otherwise. If you disagree, convince me, you know, that it should be the other song. If you agree, you know, big me up and tell me how great of a job I did. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But, you know, tell me your own reasoning of why that song should advance. Does that sound good? That sounds good to me. I'm interested to to see how this goes. I had some quibbles with your picks from last Time. There were a couple that surprised me. None that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, I was just I'm, about to say if you, I, if you, I've got no no bones to pick right now. It's okay, just, we can live in the moment. All right, because we can talk about it. Like <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I, I don't, know. I mean, on the on air, we can talk about it. <laughs> Are there any you can think of? Nah. Do you need to see a bracket? <laughs> no, let's, you're fine. Let's. Okay. Why don't we? Uh, we can tack it on at the end if if I'm still feeling spicy about it when we're done. <laughs> Look, you know, you anybody can see me about these about mm. these picks. Okay, you know that's that's all I'm saying. Like catch I, you outside, <laughs> you can catch me inside. <laughs> How about that? Um, all right, so let's jump into this. We're gonna start in the Northwest Division. 
Um, the first matchup is the one seed, Can't Tell Me Nothing, versus the eight seed, So Appalled. <coughs> Excuse me. So, once again, I think that Can't Tell Me Nothing should advance. It's Defiant Kanye making a song that will come to define his personality. You know, it's Kanye really being Kanye. It's him in a nutshell. So Appalled is an amazing cult track, but I don't think it can hold up to the gravity of Can't Tell Me Nothing, Oppose or Agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, I, upon re-listening to both of these tracks, appreciated the focus of Can't Tell Me Nothing. I think that as we get further and further from the old Kanye, he gets... uh, less and less able to maintain one point throughout an entire three-minute track. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I I appreciated that. Okay. All right. See? That All was right. easy. That okay. was easy. Okay. We're working Let's, here, you we know? We got a lot to go, but I feel good. <laughs> um, the second matchup in the Northwest Division is Hey Mama coming in at the 12th seed versus Devil in a New Dress in the 4th seed. Musically, this is tough for me because personally, I think the production of Devil in a New Dress and granted, you know, these songs are four or five years apart, but I think the production of Devil in a New Dress is more complex and better in general than Hey Mama, but Hey Mama is Hey Mama. Like it's, you know, that, you know, uh, happy-go-lucky Kanye song about his mama that we all hold dear, especially now that his mother is no longer with us. I have Hey Mama advancing to the next round. I agree. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another song where Kanye sounds this good singing without <laughs> very noticeable amounts of auto-tune. That's, that's fair. He didn't use any auto-tune on that song. And it's, and it's like, it's... You can you can deal with it. It's, it's the like magic oh, of it's tolerable. Yeah, yeah. She could inspire him to do many great things. She can. She can. Okay, so you're you're with Hey Mama. I will say I made a note about uh, Devil in a New Dress. Mm-hmm. I know that Kanye loves to sort of mess with the form of songs. How so? Um, Expand like on the that. structure and uh, in the middle of Devil in a New Dress, he just kind of stops rapping. <laughs> you mean you mean the point where Mike Dean has a guitar solo in between? Kanye and Rick Ross's yeah, part? it's just kind of like, Satan, Satan, Satan. Oh, that part. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. I wrote in my notes, uh, Devil in a New Dress kind of just drops off in the middle. It's like an anti-bridge. What we call that a canyon. Hmm. I don't know. I've never heard it or at least noticed it in anyone else's track. Okay. Well, so are you saying that was a detriment to the song? No, I, I think it's just an interesting point. I feel like his his catalog is... Full of examples of him just sort of innovating, whether it's effective in like making a song that you pay attention to for the full four minutes or mm. not. Um, nobody can say that he's not an innovative artist. True. Okay. So, hey, Mama moves on. Uh, next matchup in this division: New Slaves in the eleven seed versus Flashing Lights in the three seed. Um. I don't have much to say about this, but I have flashing lights moving on. I think it's a more beautifully constructed song, and it's personally my favorite song off of Graduation, so there might be a little bias there. Um, I have flashing lights moving on. Oppose or agree? I agree. Okay. We'll keep it moving. All right. Wow. Sorry, New Slaves. You know, it, it is what it is. And one, one thing I noticed, um, and one thing that is going to be hard for any song post 
my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is when you're matching up against old Kanye songs, it's going to be hard for you to win because old Kanye is the best Kanye. I think any Kanye fan, and I've seen a lot of them on the internet over the past couple of weeks because of this, people who have opinions that I could never agree with, but I think that, you know, whether you think the college dropout is not as good as My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I think is one of the most contested arguments in Kanye's catalog right now, I would think that the majority of Kanye fans think that old Kanye is better than new Kanye. Yeah. That's just, there's not really much you can argue there. So when you have, you know, songs, and in this case, you know, New Slaves was off of Yeezus, Flashing Lights is off of Graduation. Yeezus was a, it was a bold, I mean, and we all love it, but it was a bold departure from the Kanye that we knew. For sure. And I think um, one thing that made these two songs interesting to compare was that the production on Flashing Lights is so sort of big and dramatic and sweeping. And in New Slaves, you really see what I've heard, I'm fairly sure from this podcast, uh, that Rick Rubin sort of went through Uh, Yeezus and stripped back all of the production. So it almost sounds like they're both very synth-driven. True. it, It almost sounds like a stripped away version of flashing lights then maybe it started as closer to that track but i completely agree with you flashing lights for the win okay so the final matchup in this division big brother in the seven seed versus through the wire in the two seed i mean through the wire is one of kanye's most classic and iconic songs and one of the the coolest stories you know in this wild career of his um, I have through the wire moving on, no question. Same. Oppose or agree? I agree. Okay. You have any other thoughts about through the wire? I mean, it's a it's a classic for a reason. I think Kanye, throughout his catalog, has spent a lot of time telling his origin story, and this mm. is, in my opinion, the best executed version of that. True. True. I agree. With you know, last call is a, a nice close second. Mm-hmm. Even though it's but you more story than song. Right. <laughs> Just like the, the form, again, of him rapping with wires on his jaw. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can't get any better than that in exemplifying his sort of like overcoming adversity story. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, the moving on to the Sweet 16 from the Northwest Division uh, will be... Can't Tell Me Nothing versus Hey Mama and Flashing Lights versus Through the Wire. No, no opposition through that first division. All right, we did well. Yeah. We did well. Um, Let's move into the Donda division and the first matchup there is the one seed All Falls Down versus the eight seed Monster. Now, you know, I think that, you know, I praised Monster uh, last week in a tough competition um, I believe Monster ended up knocking off uh, Heartless um, because of Nicki Minaj's verse. But what Nicki brings to that song, I don't think can really live up to what Kanye gives us in All Falls Down. Um, and I think, you know, All Falls Down was was set up from the beginning to match up with the song in the next matchup that we'll talk about. But I think All Falls Down moves along. 
Yes, yeah. I I agree. In my notes, just for the record, I wrote this is cruel and unusual because <laughs> these are two of my favorite Kanye songs. It's it's tough. Um, but I think looking at all falls down and the clearly well thought out way that he tells the story of the song, it made me think of that thing people always say about musicians that you spend your whole <coughs> life writing your first album. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's clear that he spent a lot of time with that song, and I don't know if we're ever going to get something like that from him again. That's true. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So Monster is impressive in its own right, but I don't think it beats All Falls Down. Agreed. Okay. Uh, the next matchup, the five-seed Drive Slow versus the four-seed uh, Runaway. Now, you know, a lot of people may say... And I've heard people say this, that Runaway isn't that great of a song, didn't deserve to make it out of the first round, which, you know, I think was blasphemous a little bit. Um, But conceptually, I think it's one of Kanye's best songs, and especially considering where Kanye was in his career, after the whole Taylor Swift thing, how well the theme of this song shaped most of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and the story that he was telling about himself and his personality his attitude in that album i don't think drive slow can live up to that as good of a song as it is i've got runaway cruising into the next round your thoughts Man, i can't believe this we're agreeing again well um i guess we both just had really good taste yeah um <laughs> i think runaway is more creative of a song for sure than drive slow is um and i feel like it's a rare moment of both vulnerability and self-awareness from Kanye. That's not a combination you get too often with the persona that he chooses to show us. Yeah, you either get one or the other. That's true. But not both at the same. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, Moving on to the next matchup in this division, we've got Roses at the 11th seed um, versus Good Life in the 3th seed. Uh, I still, I can still feel it in my heart, you know, Rose is advancing to this, to this round. It had to take out Blame Game. That was, that was probably <laughs> one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make, make. Blame Game is so good, but so is Rose's. Um, like I said last week, I think Rose's is one of Kanye's most beautiful and honest songs. There's so much passion, emotion, and relatability captured in this song and I have a feeling we might this might be our first disagreement but you know as popular as good life is I don't think it's a better song than roses I have roses moving on to the next round oppose or agree yeah oppose I figured I don't know that I am gonna try to convince you though because it might just be a matter of personal preference uh I as I was reviewing these songs, I think that what I came to realize is that there are a few instances where I prefer mopey Kanye to celebratory Kanye, and like huh. upbeat Kanye. Huh. Like emo Kanye, while it, it has its place, and I, I sort of listen to those songs in my own time for their own purposes, I, I think he does better with the upbeat stuff. Okay. Um, also, like, and this is a quibble, but him, like, verbally abusing the nurse <laughs> in Roses? 
I like, mean, you, she's trying to do her job. But she's look, been here all day. It's not. It's the doctor's job to do the research. Look, she. He's hurting, and she was asking him to sign T-shirts when his yeah. grandma is on her deathbed. How is that okay? How is that okay? I'm just saying. I yeah. He's no expert. He's just hurt, Karen. <laughs> he's just hurt, and she's out here asking him to sign T-shirts. <laughs> Now, granted, yes, that line where he said, what did he say? Bitch, did you do the research? Right. Yeah, okay, See, it's not her job to do research. Me, you came at me hot. But it was afterwards. It was afterwards. I think. I don't, look, I don't know. Here's what I will say about <laughs> Rose's. I, okay, we, we do disagree, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, from a structurally, I think we disagree from what we like in Kanye. I don't have a problem with Mopey Kanye if. Um, Mopey Kanye is giving us like really good songs. Uh, I think the instrumentation in Roses is very good. I think that uh, the vulnerability Kanye shows is very good, and the relatability in that song, and you know, having someone on in or on their deathbed or in the hospital in general. The fact that he got Patti LaBelle at the end of that song to just you know, crooned her way towards glory, you know, <laughs> was fantastic. And so all of those things combined, you know, I don't I thought were better than, you know, Kanye rapping about Laurie's and T Pain, like doing his T Pain things. You're right. Yes. Uh I also think that this was probably the tail end of the era when Kanye rapped about parts of his life that weren't related to fame. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I almost wonder what he would say if he had to talk about, like... Real problems. Family loss and things that he obviously must still experience, but through his lens now. So you're... Again, I'm not opposing. I'm perfectly fine with uh, with Rose's advancing. Okay. But, I, but, you know, I don't... I'm not trying to force my opinion on this. So if you... You know, feel strongly about good life. I am, I'm okay with letting roses go, but I gotta, I really gotta feel it. I just don't think I can make a strong enough case for it. Okay. I'll, I'll go to bat when I feel like it's necessary. Okay. All right. So, all right. That was good. 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 I'm glad we could, we could end in a place. (laughs) Um, all right. So, roses in the 11 seed doing very well in this, in this tournament. Um, taking out a six seed and a three seed back to back, it advances to the next round. Uh, the final uh, matchup in the Donda division, we've got the ten seed Get 'Em High versus the two seed All of the Lights. Um, even though there are some amazing performances in Get 'Em High, like like I said last week, Talib Kweli, Common, you know the Biggie references, all that's great. I think the creativity of All of the Lights was like something we had never seen from Kanye before as far as you know you know how many people he gathered up to make even some of the smallest contributions to this song like it was the most meticulous I think I had seen Kanye be to this point as far as like because I think it was one of the early singles of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy but it was like you got Drake on all of the lights to do like four words like and I feel like most people didn't even know that Drake was on that song 
I think that all of the lights um, and the creativity that it showcases um, advances it to the next round. Oppose or agree? I'm going to oppose on this one. Ooh, okay. I like this. I wanted I wanted you to oppose this. Here's the thing. Answer uh-huh. me this. Uh-huh. What is all of the lights about? <laughs> Look, it's about all of the lights. Flashlights, strobe lights, street <laughs> lights, rock lights, every night. All of the lights. All of the lights. Nah. <laughs> Just because you cook a dish... And you have 20 different people pick up the spoon throughout cooking the dish does not mean that the dish is good. But what if they all added something amazing to that dish? They didn't, though. And the fact that you don't know by listening to that song. You're right. Fergie didn't add that much to that song. Come on. You're right. You're right. So you're you're saying Get Them High is a better song than All the Lights. I think so. You can actually hear Kanye rap impressively on Get Em High. Ooh. Wow, this is this is unprecedented. I didn't think all of the lights would would get eliminated. I, but you know, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I <coughs> as much as I cape for all of the lights, um, you know, I, I think I really like the the all of the lights intro that comes before it. Mm. The fourth track of my Beaver Dark Twisted Fantasy was just pianos. You know, that's what really gets me. <laughs> That leading into the song. Okay, I see your point. Lyrically, it's not strong. I said that last week. It's mm-hmm. not strong. Um, but I just thought that, you know, the the creativity <coughs> that Kanye showed and the, the production value, and not just from, like, m- making the beat, but the, pro- like, DJ Khaled, quote-unquote, production level of getting these people together and making this song you know, was admirable. But I can concede that, <laughs> you know, there were people on the song who you you don't even know are there unless you, you know, read some credits. And also, what is he really talking about? Is there even a, a plot that is there from beginning to end? The answer is no. He doesn't get points for having a lot of friends. <laughs> what if they're real friends? How many of them? Do you think Kanye West and Elton John are real friends? Maybe. Maybe Elton John's coming to the cookout. (laughs) All right. I concede in a crazy upset. (laughs) Get them high at the 10 seed. Advances to the next round. Eliminating all of the lights. I don't feel bad about it. I I like having things like this happen. So, moving on to the Sweet 16. Here for the drama. We have... All Falls Down versus Runaway and Roses versus Get Em High. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, Let's jump to the Chicago division. Uh, In the one seed, we have Jesus Walks versus the nine seed, We Don't Care. Two heavy hitters from the college dropout matching up here. Um, But I think that Jesus Walks was way more iconic um, and it meant more to Kanye's versatility, you know, even though it's a, a hip hop song, you know, in structure, he's got, you know, gospel elements in the instrumentation. He's got so many, you know, voices in the chorus. He's rapping about, you know, Jesus and the devil. And he laid out the blueprint 
in the song of what he wanted to do with it. Like he was like, they trying to tell me I can't get a song about Jesus on the radio. And he kind of pigeonholed them in that by him saying that they had to put it on the radio because it was good. <laughs> um, he, he hasn't made another song that was that like, you know, I think different, you know, in showing his versatility. I have Jesus walks moving into the next round. Poser agree. I I did not choose Jesus Walks. Oh, okay. But with that said, I agree with your choice. I think I chose We Don't Care because of where it falls on the college dropout. It sort mm. of is the thesis statement of that album in my eyes. True. It sort of sets the tone for where the old Kanye was coming from, who exactly he was talking to. Yeah. Um, and sets the challenge to all the people who you know, tried to hold him back from being a rapper all those years. With that being said, I hear everything that you just said about Jesus Walks, and I would say that it is Kanye showing and not telling us basically the point that he's been trying to make for his whole career, which is that he's an innovator, that he defies Mm. all of the boundaries that people set around rap music, and what a rap persona can be. And I think that the way that he executed that is much more interesting than all of the more, like, I would say, petulant versions of that argument that he's making, that he has made, that is, mm-hmm. through both his songs and his public appearances after Jesus Walks. So for that reason, I will say, yes, Jesus Walks should advance. Okay. That that's a really good point. He's been doing a lot of I mean, while he is also still showing because I won't say that he hasn't been doing innovative things, you know, over the past few years, like on, you know, Jesus and the life of Pablo, like there is still like a lot of creativity there. But I yeah, I agree. I think that he's been doing a lot more telling than showing lately. Like he's telling while showing he's telling first then showing rather than just showing or even showing then telling. Right. And then like if a comedian went on stage, it was like, I'm going <coughs> to make you laugh. <laughs> even if they then had a really good set, he would still leave saying, well, that was weird. Why did he yeah. say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I see your point. Um, I, yeah, I take that. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, so Jesus walks, uh, moves on to the next round. It got, it got close for you, bro. Got close for you. Jesus walks. One seed almost got upset. Um, the next matchup is We Major in the five seed from late registration versus Black Skinhead in the thirteen seed from um, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Um, for me, and here's where I'm gonna you know lean on you because there might be a little bias here. We Major has always felt larger than life to me. You know the amazing instrumentation you know what tony williams does on the hook of that song the whole like you know the the whole like just vocal thing that he does in the background of that song where you know some of the most memorable parts of the hook is just tony williams making sounds not even like the lyrics that he actually says um Nas's verse is a classic you know it's a feeling that that song gives you that i don't think black skinhead can overtake so i have we major moving on what are your thoughts i agree 
I also had We Major moving on. Again, this is my preference for celebratory Kanye over mm. like yeah, right. mopey Kanye. Does Black Skinhead have its place? Absolutely. It does, yeah. It's a it's a great song. A song that like, you know, I wasn't feeling too much when it came out, but like the more and more I listened to it, it like grew on me and is now like one of my, you know, favorite songs off of Yeezus. But yeah. I agree with you, you know, I think We Major is like celebratory Kanye. Like the song sounds like a party. Like it sounds like he just won a bunch of Grammy. I mean, which he did, like, you know, <laughs> the year before. But it sounds like he just won a bunch of Grammys. He just, you know, made a lot of money. He's like, yo, I am happy. Let's let's just be happy on a song. And, you know, that's what he, Nas, and really, though, did on that song. So, yeah, okay. So, we major moves on to the next round. Um... Next matchup in this division, we've got Gold Digger at the six seed versus Slow Jams at the three seed. This this was hard. Yeah. You know, both of these songs rely on Kanye's comedy and a hook from Jamie Foxx, ironically, <laughs> to get by. Um, well, not to get by, but, you know, that is the, the, the core of both of these songs is that. You know, they're funny songs. They're not that serious, and Jamie Foxx is on both of them. Right. I think we can agree that Jamie Foxx is the real winner here. <laughs> For sure. Um, Gold Digger is also more hip-hop, while Slow Jams is more R&B. Um, I know that Gold Digger is, even though it's the sixth seed, is the favorite to win this round, but in my opinion, Slow Jams is just the better song. And that's that's hard to say, because they are both amazing songs. They are both songs at the top, you know, of Kanye's catalog. But, you know, in a bind here, when I think about a song that I would, that I could lose. Like, if one of these had to go and I could only listen to one for the rest of my life. For me personally, and this is, I know this is me personally because I there are just things in music that I really like. And I am a humongous R&B fan, and Slow Jams just leans more that way. So it appeals to my sensibilities. So I have Slow Jams moving on, but I can be persuaded. I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Okay. For me, this was the old Kanye versus the old Kanye singing. Because Kanye doesn't rap on Slow Jams. <laughs> yeah. Twister raps very impressively. Yes, he does. He Jamie does. Foxx sings very well. That's what he does. Kanye West does neither <laughs> of those things very well on slow jams. Rap or sing? Is that what you're saying? He doesn't rap oh, at all, rap and he all, doesn't yeah. sing very well. That's true. That's true. Gold Digger's got to take it for me. <sighs> That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> we can let that be. All right. We can let that right. be. Let's That's, wrap it and we move on. That's fine. Slow jams, just know that I, <laughs> just know that you'll always be there in my heart. Just know. Okay, that, yes, that's fine. Like I said, Gold Digger is more of a hip-hop song. Yes. You know, Kanye's actually rapping, you know, even though, you know, the story that he is rapping about is also silly. A lot of Kanye songs are silly. It's still a great song, you know, anchored by a great, you know, Jamie Foxx hook. Um I'm I'm fine with Gold Digger moving on to the next round. Okay. Uh, the final 
matchup in the Chicago division. Say you will in the seven seed versus power in the two seed. You know, power, I think, became an anthem that was bigger than Kanye. I, I recently, and I mean, you know, some people can correct me if this was said before Kanye, but um, the whole no one man should have all that power. I recently saw that line used in the Black Panther comic that Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, uh, curated and wrote. And I don't, was that a phrase before Kanye did it? I don't it? think it was. I don't think it was either. And so the fact that, you know, I'm reading this Black Panther comic and it was used, like that alone shows you how impactful that song was. And I talked a lot last week about what power was, you know, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, you know, he, Kanye said a lot of stuff in a lot of different ways but Power, I think, was the first song that we got from that album. So, like you said, We Don't Care was the thesis statement for the college dropout. I think that Power, in its own way, was the thesis statement for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Although it could be argued that Runaway was also... <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of statements. So, But, you know, I think Power became a movement and was certainly the start of a new Kanye era. Um... And, you know, as much as I like Say You Will, I don't think it has as much impact as Power did. So I have Power moving on. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Again, for me, this came down to my relative dislike for Mopey Kanye. Yeah. It it sounded like he was, or like the, the feelings behind Say You Will were maybe just influenced by a night when he had a pen and a lot of Hennessy. <laughs> And that's fine, and that has its place, but I think that everything you just said about power gives it the win. Okay. Power moves on. Let me let me ask you a question. What's that? Because this was, I think it was a contentious pick. So, in the round of 64, Say You Will went up against Good Morning, the first track off of Graduation. How did you, how did you feel about that? Mm. Would you, what would have won if you were choosing between Say You Will and Good Morning? Good morning is the whole, like, good morning and look at the valedictorian. That song. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm Thank really, you. I'm just no, trying to, you know. you're jogging my memory. Uh, I think when you're looking at songs from albums that are so clearly part of a story, uh-huh. it's hard to judge like a random song in the middle of an album compared to something like Good Morning that's like setting the tone doesn't necessarily go as deep or say as much as some other songs do but sort of has you know it it does what it's supposed to do in its own right Mm -hmm. so I think you made the right choice that's definitely not the one that I had (laughs) not the one that you had beef with nah (laughs) I peep you trying to guess though. I, I'm I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, I wanna I wanna you know I'm all about communication. I want us to you know get this out in the open. I'm gonna look at the whole bracket. We can do like an outtake <laughs> segment or something. Yeah. Okay. I'll make that a bonus we'll episode. Fight about it. I'll make that a bonus episode. <laughs> um. All right. Let's jump into the last division. Oh, so moving on from the Chicago division, we have Jesus Walks versus We Major and Gold Digger versus Power. Um. 
the Saint division, the final division, which was a very hard division to judge in the round of 64. A little easier in the round of 32, but still some some tough decisions. Um, in the one seed, we've got Touch the Sky versus the nine seed Otis. Um, I think we could live without Otis, but could we live without Touch the Sky, the song that introduced us m- mainstream wise or maybe period to Lupe Fiasco. I have touched the sky moving on. I agree. Okay. I agree. Also, when did KFC have a buffet? <laughs> you know, I've never known KFC to have a Are buffet. Are we just too young? Did we miss the the KFC buffet way? Maybe we did. We should ask we should ask your mom. Huh. She might know. All right. Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know. Well we'll get back to the listeners on the KFC buffet. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll let you know what we find out. Um Okay, that was easy. Touch the sky, moving on to the next round. Sorry, Otis. Um, the toughest decision, I think, out of this 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 uh, division, the five-seed spaceship versus the four-seed diamonds from Sierra Leone. Honestly, I still don't know. I did not, I did not, wow. like, look, Scary. I clearly have a soft spot for spaceship because I have a tough time eliminating it from this this bracket. You know, last week it went up against Ultra Light Beam. My favorite song on the life of Pablo. Is that it? I think that's is that it. one of the ones. The we'll, we'll talk about it on the outtakes. Um and you know I chose spaceship. So convince me otherwise. My winner is spaceship here. Convince me that Diamonds from Sierra Leone deserves to move on. I, I can't because I didn't choose it. Oh. Um, Why? I think that when Kanye West is trying to write a song about a social issue, it works better when it's an issue that he's actually experienced. Yeah, the blowhole blood diamonds thing wasn't really. I understand, like the lane that he was trying to get into, and it's admirable. I just think that it's very clear that he has actually worked a retail job that he hated (laughs) a lot. And I think it's more more relatable for the rest of us. Um, I mean, and apologies to anybody who works in the diamond mines. <laughs> right, right. Like, maybe this song is relatable to you. Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, I think Spaceship just, again, does what it's trying to do better. Okay. Well, I, I agree with that. I'm going to take that and run <laughs> before you change your mind. Spaceship moves on to the next round. Love it. Um, the 11 seed, I wonder from graduation versus the 14 seed homecoming, um, two songs from graduation facing off, um, you know, uh, the guy who made this bracket, he had a a conversation on Twitter and I kind of chimed in, in the conversation where he said that homecoming was a 14 seed because these are his words that it was just the pop version of a song that had already been done. And I clarified to him, I was like, are you talking about I Used to Love Her by Common, which is a song that Common made where, and I talked about this last week, or I mentioned it last week, where Common used an extended metaphor of a woman to represent hip hop. And so Kanye does the same thing in Homecoming where he uses the extended metaphor of a woman to represent his love for Chicago. So, you know, uh, the guy who made this bracket was saying that he had people say that Homecoming was one of Kanye's most 
original and creative concepts for a song, which, I mean, that's just false because it was something that had been done before. But I don't think that it's such a big deal that he borrowed this concept. It's been borrowed even after Kanye. I don't think that diminishes what he did in the song. I think it's still a well-done song. Um, and it's, you know, it's not completely the same concept since he's talking about a city rather than, you know, hip hop. You know, I think, I think that's being picky. Yeah. And I I think if we're throwing away songs because they use women as metaphors for other things, then we have a (laughs) lot of classic songs to throw away. Yeah. Little Wayne, your whole discography, we're coming for it. Um, yeah. And so, (laughs) so I, I, I see his point, but I don't think that the fact that Common did a similar concept first diminishes what Kanye was still able to do with this song. It's still a great song, two great verses from Kanye. Uh, he got that dude from Coldplay on it to do the hook, and it's a really good hook. Um, I think it's a better overall song than I Wonder. I have Homecoming moving on to the next round. Yeah, I agree. Um, I miss the Kanye <coughs> that could stick with one metaphor for this long right, or was even right. interested in doing that. Um, also, I just don't think that, again, the the rapping that Kanye does on I Wonder is actually very impressive. Any flow that I could replicate, <laughs> if I decided to be a rap, like, no. <laughs> you would do better, Kanye. He was, he was trying to be more polished, you know, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue for that. Yeah, I, that's that's fair. That's fair. Homecoming should move on. I am curious how people who are not from Chicago feel about Homecoming because you know we're both from Chicago, so mm-hmm. there's probably a little bit of bias there because he's talking about Chicago in the song, and it's you know a classic song for people in Chicago. I'm curious people who are not from. I mean, we know how Carrington, who made this bracket, feels. He's not from Chicago, but I'm curious. If people who aren't from here think this song isn't as good as we do, that's just something I'm curious about. I think there's there's something to be said about the amount of caping for Chicago and identifying himself as someone from Chicago that he did on the college dropout, Mm -hmm. and then having this as a counterpoint and talking about how you know things changed for him once he got bigger. Yeah, I think that there's something for everybody to relate to in that. But again. I have the same bias that you do, so I'm interested mm-hmm. in responses, too. True. All right. The uh, Homecoming moving on to the next round. In the final matchup in this division and in the round of 32, we've got seven-seed family business versus two-seed niggas in Paris. I love family business. I really do. It's one of my favorite songs from the college dropout. It's so wholesome and, like relatable but you you personally you know so there's also some bias here so i'm gonna lean on you here but you know how much i turned up to niggas in paris when it came out like i the top 100 songs list um that itunes does where they just take the 100 songs that you've listened to uh the most and ranks them Top 100 most played is what it's called. Niggas in Paris is the number one song on that list. That album came out in 2011. So, and I'm pretty sure it made the top of that list by maybe 2015. So in four years, (laughs) that song jumped over a bunch of other songs that came out before it and is my top 100 most played. 
It's it's the ultimate turn up song. It's Jay Z and Kanye playing off of each other expertly, you know, and as wholesome as family business is, you know, I think Niggas in Paris has held up magnificently in the six to seven years since it's been released. I agree. I think it's one of those few songs that you hear at stadiums uh-huh. and you actually wouldn't mind listening to the whole song. Right, right. Exactly. Like I don't want to hear let's get it started. <laughs> They still play it at the stadiums, but like I could listen to Niggas in Paris. Okay, so we agree there? We agree. All right, Niggas in Paris moves on to the next round. Uh, The final matchups in the Sweet 16 will be Touch the Sky versus Spaceship and Homecoming versus Niggas in Paris. Um, It's going to be some tough Mm. matchups for me and hopefully another guest next week to sort through all of this chaos that we have just created. But I think that this was great. We we disagreed on maybe, you know, two to three matchups out of, you know, the 16 that were here. Um, that was great. Yeah. You know, we, we clearly, you know, have similar tastes, uh, at least in Kanye music. So uh, thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing your opinions and Helping me, you know, get down to the Sweet 16. Absolutely. I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty fascinated to see which song ends up being the winner. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I, I can't even imagine a Final Four with me having to choose between, you know, four songs that I have an inkling will be there. Like, it's just, that's going to be tough. But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do in the name of the culture, so... <laughs> You're welcome, um, listeners. Right, right. Um, so thank you again for coming on. Um, that is it for the Dig Deeper segment this week, and that is it for the podcast. I will post the updated um, bracket. Um, it'll be in the podcast newsletter, which you can get at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. But I'll also I'll probably post it on the, the Twitter, which is T-O-T-B, the podcast, just so you can you know see where we are. And next week, I will hopefully be back with another guest to, well, probably because there's a shorter amount of matchups, we'll probably, you know, eliminate and narrow down to to the final four. So we'll probably take the Sweet 16, get it down to an Elite 8, and then get that Elite 8 down to a final four. That is going to be very tough, but I look forward to it. Shout out to you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please, you know the deal. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. One last shout out to the wife. <laughs> um, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. <laughs> See you next week. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.